Hi, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, speaker, author, business owner, local television celebrity, and all-around bubblicious individual, Mary Abijay. Oh my gosh, Chris. Thank you so much. I, I really like the bubblicious. I think that was really a lovely thing to say. And I love that you called this our inaugural episode because I was worried you'd say our first episode and then people would be like, why am I listening to this? But inaugural, that has some gravitas. That has some heft. So hey, Chris, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. How you doing? All right, well, I think we need to help tell people who you are. So for those of you who don't know Chris DeSantis, he is amazing. He is one of the smartest men I know, one of the funniest men I know. People go to him to solve all kinds of workplace problems, and you're getting him for free, which is quite, quite the deal. You know, it's a bargain at twice the price. Well, that's kind, Mary. You are very sweet. So let's talk about what's going to happen today. Well, why don't we tell me what the show's about in general? Well, that's a good point. Well, what is this show about? I'll tell you what the show's about. The show is about answering some of your work-related questions with a light touch. I think that's it. We're going to solve your workplace problems. You're going to tell us what they are, and you're going to get both Chris and I's opinion on how to make your work life a great work life. And so today, I'm very excited about our first show today, because you know what we're going to talk about? We're talking about office romances. Oh, yes. And the title of today's show is My Boss is Cheating on Me. So I've got a couple of questions for us, Chris, that people have sent in about their wayward. I'm going to call them wayward because none of these situations are actually working in everybody's favor. And we're going to try to help them. But Chris, I've got a couple of fun facts for you on office romances. Did you know that 64% of people who participate in an office romance keep it a secret? And only 16% of people were comfortable enough to tell people about their relationship. Well, I think that makes sense, right? I mean, if you're, go you, you're really playing with fire here, in my opinion, because if it doesn't go right, it goes bad it, and you see them the next day. So I think the I think the subtle approach is the right approach. Yeah, I think so too. Have you ever had an office romance? <laughs> romance? No, I don't know if we call it a romance. But uh, have you ever done the walk of shame? Uh, I I have done the walk of shame. <laughs> Who hasn't done the walk of shame? I have you. Uh, well, I've done the walk of shame once or twice, but I once had a I once had a long term relationship with someone, and we kept it a secret. And it was really funny because when we when I first started working there, he and I, you know what, his name was Chris. Uh, mm. He and I were very good friends, and there was no romance, and everybody thought we were having an affair. And I was just like, no, we're not having an affair. And finally, after like eight months, we've convinced everybody we weren't having an affair because we weren't. And then you know what happened? We you start having an affair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody believed us, so it was really very funny. But Is this the same Chris that we both know? Me and my husband, Chris? No, yes. but I have an affinity for men named Chris. I don't wow, know what it is. Because truth be told, I don't even like the name Chris. But well, I have that's a nice to hear, Mary. <laughs> but all the great men in my life has been named Chris. All right, so Chris, uh, are you ready for our first question? Yes, please. Oh, it's a doozy. This is from a woman named Loves Me Not. 
you know, I actually assumed it was a woman. So let's just be clear about that. I've made this mm-hmm. assumption. Um, and uh, my boss is cheating on me, she says. So here's her question. <laughs> I know this sounds bad, but I thought I was in a budding relationship with my boss's boss. He is three levels above me in the organization. I don't report to him directly, but he thought we should keep our relationship hush-hush because it violates company policy and one of us would have to transfer. I was okay with this arrangement until I learned from the grapevine that while he was at a client conference, he was seen doing the walk of shame on the final morning of the event. Ruh-roh. Uh, how do I know it was the walk of shame? Well, he was in a business suit at 6.15 a.m. on a Saturday morning, heading to his room from another floor. Since the elevators were glass and closed, a colleague and friend of mine who was having an early breakfast in the lobby saw him getting on the lower level and off at the executive level suites, where he always stays, by the way. When I heard, I almost blew a gasket. Here he is cheating on me. I had a half a mind to call his wife. (laughs) So should I go to HR and ask for a transfer or should I go to him and tell him either he goes or I go to HR and report me? And she signs it, loves me not. Well, I think it's an interesting question. You said in this question that uh, the... the policy, what is the policy, the company policy again? Well, apparently, according to this question, the po- they'd have, they have a policy about no affairs or no secret affairs. I'm not really sure if it means like they are supposed to report them uh, or not. But you know, something like 41% of employees don't even know what their company's policy is right. on, on having affairs. Right, and I, which is another interesting statistic because something like 75% of people are willing to have this affair. Oh my gosh. Well, if you're not going to have an affair at work, like where are you going to have one? I, I mean, how know. many people meet their spouses or significant others in the workplace? It's what we do all day. I think that's right. I think that's right. So, But, but anyway, as it relates to this, this, this person and their question, and I, I agree with you, I think loves me not is probably a woman, or let's assume that she is just for purposes of our little call. But I think uh, the first question is, uh, should she report him or confront him? Now, technically, she can report him because this is a violation of their policy. But one of the challenges with this is, is she she will not come off well in this. Uh, I mean, we've already established she may not be a paragon of virtue simply because (laughs) she's seeing a married man. And when they've studied this, and, and I thought this was interesting, is women get more blame than men, regardless of who starts the affair. Yes, sir, Bob. So the, the aftermath of this is, is not necessarily in her favor. So I think there's a bias here. But I, I think she could go forward if she wanted to. The only reason I'd say going forward is to say, okay, if this guy's sneaking out of a room at 6.15 in the morning, this is a behavior he's done before. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a trend here that others should be uh, aware of because this is a person of authority in the company. So, you know, in that, in that sense, I'd say there's a case for going forward. Now, but having said that, I think uh, I th- I would say loves me not should just move on. That's what I th- I say. Drop him like a hot potato. So, uh, so your choices are she could go to HR and that would be helping others who may fall victim or prey to his charms, if exactly. you will. Uh, two, if she goes, but if she goes to HR, she, she should realize that she may come out the short end of the stick, so to speak, on this mm-hmm. one. So, thirdly, you say just dump him and move on. Yeah, remember now, she heard from the grapevine from her friend that some that he was 
having this walk. Now, either her friend was aware of her situation with that, or her friend is a gossip. Well, in either, either case, way. words going to get out. Either way, sounds like a good friend to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like a friend we need to have a cubicle confidential. Uh, so we're both agreed, however, she should not go to the wife. Well, actually, I thought of that. Well, I don't know. I was thinking if you really want revenge, if you're really petty, then you wait for the Christmas part and you pull one of those, I saw what you did last summer kind of events with the wife, <laughs> and then that'll put an end to that relationship as well. <laughs> I love that. All right. So here's my take. It's not dissimilar to yours. I say he's cheating, dump him. You know the phrase, once a cheetah, always a cheetah. And he's a cheater. So you do, you need to dump him. Um, and by the way, even if this walk of shame was innocent, you still need to stop the affair. It's not a good idea to have an affair uh, with someone else. And then I think she needs to figure out whether or not she wants to stay at this organization. So on the one hand, if she went to HR, I think that would damage her career more than his. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it sounds like they're both consenting. So I wouldn't bother going to HR. I would take that off the table. But I would I don't want her to start thinking about how this affair or the ending of this affair is going to impact her career. Uh, so, you know, if he feels scorned, it could be hurtful. Um, if he feels um, like, uh, if he feels like he wants her back, it could be damaging. If they were, if they get back together and people do find out about it, it's going to impact the what, how people feel about her as a professional. So I think she needs to end it, and I think she needs to. Um, really be clear about what she wants in her job. You know, the other hand, of course, she could always blackmail him for a promotion, which I am not <laughs> suggesting that people, I am just saying it is an option. So if she does feel like going to his wife, she could always, I mean, we're just laying out all the options here. Exactly. She could say, give me a promotion or I'm going to your wife. Well, I mean, uh, to, to, put it to, to put it to bed now is quite literally, but to put it to bed in this sense is that, look, this guy is married and he's having an affair with you. Let's just say you win and you get him. What do you think your future is going to be like when you're at home or you're working and he's out again? Because once a cheater... Always, Always a, cheater. a cheater. All right. So I think we can both agree that loves me not needs to do a little less loving here. And she needs to love him not. Agreed. <laughs> All, right, great. All right, so I have another question for you. Are you ready oh, for another, another one? Question. All right, my next question is, this is a love triangle. Oh, I love that. Who doesn't love a good triangle, right? I love a good triangle. Have you ever been part of triangle. a love triangle? Yeah, I love a good love triangle. Have I ever been involved in a love triangle? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's a good, I've had, you know what, it's been hard enough for me to just have a love, like, unit, unit, uni angle, like, <laughs> whatever you call it, a triangle. That seems like a lot of work to me. I think it would be, right. I think How about you? Be. Any love triangles? I'm trying to think if I ever had a love triangle. A love triangle would, uh, no. Oh, no, I don't think I have. No. All no. right. Well, All right. I don't know that I'm aware that I've had well, one. Well, see, that's the thing. Many times right. love triangles are one angle is unaware that they're in a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Again, bi-angle. That was the word I was looking for, but that's not a word. All right. So you ready? Yes. I've been working in the accounting department of a department store for about five years. Recently, I was told by my supervisor there would be a job opening in receivables. That would mean a promotion and a raise. She said I'd be perfect for it. I was excited about the prospect of interviewing for it once it became posted. 
But as it turns out, the job was given to a peer of mine in the department who happens to be my ex. She has only worked here two years, and we dated most of the second year, but it ended badly, as they often do. <laughs> she met the VP of HR at a holiday party, and they quote-unquote clicked. I asked my supervisor how she was able to apply for the job with only two years' experience, and, and when the job wasn't even posted. My supervisor said mm, she might have had an inside track. I don't think the supervisor knows about the relationship my ex has with the VP, but I put two and two together, and I think she was chosen because he made the fit happen. That's unfair, but what do I do about it? If the head of HR is in on it, and since I can't prove it, wouldn't I just come off as the jilted BF? Wah, wah, wah. Signed, not sleeping my way anywhere. Well, this is interesting. This is tough because not sleeping, uh, uh, all you really have is circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial. And, and yes, it may be correct, but you can't prove it. I'll tell you what, it, it's certainly unfair, right? It's unfair. And if the VP was in on it, uh, then you'd have to go over the VP's head to make any waves. And if you did, what do you tell them? That, that your ex got a job because she's dating the head of HR? Uh, I just don't see this playing out well. I don't see it playing out well for you at all because, again, circumstantial. And I don't know if there's a policy that precludes that or not in terms of dating. Now, now I would also think about checking on The Vault. The Vault is one of those uh, websites where other people who are employees at that firm might be saying things about the firm and do a little sleuthing. Maybe there's something there. Maybe this person actually is nefarious. I, I don't know that or, or not. Uh, but I, I, I don't think you should go to them uh, and mention her or your relationships. Uh, you have a couple options. But, but Mary, what are you thinking so far? I think, you know what? I think it is unfair. But you know what else is unfair, Chris? Hmm. Life is unfair. I mean, come <laughs> on. Life is unfair. This stuff happens. And as you said, we have no idea whether or not they're having an affair or maybe they just clicked. Because here's the thing. We don't always get jobs because we're the most prepared or we're the smartest or the best at it. You know, the workplace is a social system. So I would say to this person is, do not go to HR. You're just going to get, uh, you're just going to get uh, labeled as a jilted BFF. Mm -hmm. You don't have any real information about this. It's just kind of gossip innuendo. Um, and if you, and you don't know why she got the job. Maybe she's had a ton of experience. Maybe she and the HR person did click. Maybe she had something the HR person thought would be proper really good for the job. Just because your supervisor thinks you'd be good for the job doesn't necessarily mean that you're the right person. So what I say to not sleeping my way anywhere is if you don't want to sleep your way anywhere, which you shouldn't, you also need to network your way someplace. So mm. why don't you get out there and you start building a network. You should know the head of HR. You should have make sure people know who you are and how fabulous you are. I'd also say to this, go to the head, go to the VP of HR, go to your supervisor, have a career path conversation. Mm. Say to them, like, you know what, I'd really, I would, I would have been really interested in that job, or I'd really like to see if I could move forward. What would you suggest? What skills do I have? Um, really start thinking about your career a little more proactively. Uh, and use this, instead of being angry and bitter about it, use this as that proverbial kick in the butt in order to like really start thinking about how you can take ownership of your career. So that's kind of what I think.
I think that's a great advice. I, I'm, I'm all for what everything you've said. I would agree entirely with everything you've said and say, and going forward, meet with them. If you want to meet with them and say, look, I'm, I, I am disappointed because I really was, uh, I was gearing myself up for this promotion. What do I need to be considered for another promotion or what other opportunities are available to me? And what do I need to show you to, that I can do it? I yeah, like yeah. that and let go, let go of this person in terms of the, their relationship and your previous relationship with her. Let her go. You can even outclass this other person by sending your ex a little congratulations card, oh, yeah. a little like gift saying, oh my gosh, good luck, congratulations, like rise above it and show that you are a bigger person. I think that always works. And, and we've already said this at the very beginning of the little episode here that 75% of people are interested in having some kind of relationship with somebody at work. So open yourself up to new possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you get a reputation for being the jilted, the jilted lover, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not going to work very well for you. No, but no, that's but not. I think that you know both of these questions really do sort of play into uh, the notion that you know workplace relationships are very tricky. Mm. And I think you know the two that really struck me as the difference was you know in the, with my boss is cheating on me. You know you really do want to think twice before you're having a relationship with someone who is more senior to you in the organization because that person is going to have the power. And I think that's a much more dangerous situation for both parties, really. Uh, and then having a relationship with a peer, you're going to have to be ready to have to deal with them, to engage with them as peers. So it's kind of a different quagmire, if you will. But I mean, what do you think about organizations having love contracts, right? Isn't that what they call them, like love contracts? When you are working for an organization and if you're dating someone, you have to actually sign a piece of paper, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, for what I understand about these love contracts, they're not very effective. And, and I don't, the heart does what the heart wants to do. So you can sign a piece of paper, but if you find yourself attracted to somebody, you will rationalize anything you wish to rationalize to make that attraction a reality if there's a possibility of it being so. Yeah, that's true. And I think what these love contracts really do is they, you know, like most HR systems are there to protect the company and not the individual. So I think what it does is it helps indemnify the organization. Because if you and I signed a love contract, it's going to be really hard for me to come back and then accuse you of sexually harassing me, right? Because I've mm. signed a love contract with you. <laughs> Yeah, and yes, that, I, it's an interesting point. In fact, we, a lot of this has to do with proximity in terms of who we date at work, because I think the majority of people that you date at work are peers, something like almost 60% of your peers. So the people you see the most are the people you end up most attracted to, which is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So all in all, Chris DeSantis, uh, uh, office romance, a do or a don't? Well, it's going to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> That's the deal. You're going to do it. No I just pun think intended. Exactly. You're going to do it. And if you're going to do it, I would do it well. You know, I, in fact, I would recommend a book for anybody who's interested. There's a, an author named Robert Greene, and he wrote a most interesting book. He's written a series of books, but this book was called The Art of Seduction. Ooh. Yes. And what it does uh, for those who are interested, it gives you uh, approaches in the seduction of others. Now, it sounds a rather classless. But if you read the book, it's, he really goes through history and talks about different forms of seduction and how it works and what, who has done it. Uh, and so in that sense, also gives names to different kinds of people that are seducers by, by category. Oh, I so love it. I, but you know, a, 
Go ahead. What I love about that is like we have to seduce people all the time at work, right? Seduction is also a form of persuasion. So I'm guessing that there might be some really useful tidbits in this book that can help us, you know, non-romantically seduce, right? Because, you know, we've got to bring people towards us. We've got to build teams and coalitions and convince others. So if you could offer uh, a, a seduction tip or two, what would it be? Well, I thought uh, one that really relates to what we're talking about here was pay attention to the details. Ooh. You see, if you, I know the details of who you are, that makes, that stands out in my mind because I've noticed that you've noticed me. Oh, so, so, so how would this work? Let's say that we are in a networking event and I want to, I want to seduce you platonically people in a business mm -hmm. sense. What kind of But my name so is Chris, people. So just so right. you know. <laughs> so he's already halfway there. Uh, so, so what is, so what are some things, so details, what do you mean? I should look for details on you? Like, tell me how this would work in real life. Well, it's an interesting question because at a networking event, I don't know if you'll be privy to the details, but you might find out something interesting about them that, 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 that you notice uh, excites them or, or, or or energizes them. And so the follow-up would be, oh yeah, I noticed when I mentioned this book of seduction, I, I thought maybe you would like a copy. So whatever, I wouldn't send them a copy of the seduction. That might be a little over the top. But my point here is that when you notice a detail that in some way is connected to something that they think is interesting about themselves, then note it. And then somehow get back to them that you've noted it. Got it. It's also That's tied to flattery as well. Oh, so if I notice, like, for example, let's say that, and you are a very well-dressed man, uh, even listeners, even during our podcast, like, I'm literally wearing sweatpants. Chris is all neat and tidy. He's got, like, a beautiful Chris shirt on. So, like, if I notice that you are tied, details about you might be your your amazing wardrobe and your dress and the way you present yourselves, if I compliment you on those, would that be kind of the form of seduction? Because that seems to matter to you. It, you know, that's an interesting question, but I think that could work. But I've also heard the reverse on that, especially if you're complimenting women. Because uh, I've heard this challenge that if you compliment a woman's look in the office, you're singling her out relative to her appearance, rather than complimenting all people on their appearances. Uh, interesting. But I think that is definitely true. And I would say women can still compliment other women. Yes. On yes, their appearance. Yes. Right. I just think that to, compliments should be genuine, and uh, they are more genuine if I know the source from who's giving it. Ah. Oh. Well, can I offer you a compliment? <laughs> you were a fabulous co-host today. I've had a great time talking to you. I think your advice is sound and well-delivered and well-thought-out and very practical, Chris DeSantis. And you too, my dear friend, Mary, you did a wonderful <laughs> job on our inaugural episode. And I'm so good to be working with you. And I look forward to next week's episode. Tell us Me a little bit too. about that. So we've made some fine progress here today, people. So we'd like to thank you for listening to Cubicle Confidential. We invite you to send us your workplace questions, your quagmires, the things that you're struggling with, and we will do our darndest to give you really great answers. You can email us info 
at cubicleconfidential.com or tweet us at cubicleconfide1 or just find Chris DeSantis or Mary Abjan LinkedIn. We're everywhere. We are not hard to find people. Um, so I want to th- also give a big uh, round of applause and thanks to our most underpaid and amazing producer, uh, Mr. Jack Edinger. And until we see you again, have a happy work life and don't get into too much trouble. And if you do, call us. Thank you.